Good evening. Hope everyone is doing well. 8.40. Tonight we're going to be learning Maseches Psachim, Daf Tzadi Gimel, and Tzadi Dalad Amaralith. Daf Tzadi Gimel is going to be a halachic gemara, and Daf Tzadi Dalad will be a little bit of a, uh, um, a difficult to understand agarta about the uh, length of the world uh, right to left and also the height of the atmosphere, things that are quoted as astrological. I'm sure some of you are astrologists on the call. Uh, so we're going to dig into some of these sugas, at least with the tfisa that we are able to have. Starting three lines from the bottom, we are in the midst of a discussion about the following halacha. If you look back just at the very beginning of the Gemara, one third of the way down on Tzadi Beis and Mabez, you'll see the framing that's important for tonight. And the Gemara there framed out a case for the Amorayim, which is that let's say that there's someone who is B'derech Rechoka. He's far away, but somebody shechted on his behalf. He shouldn't have, because the Pasuk says that you shouldn't. But if a person is far away and they shecht on his behalf, so would it count? Yes or no? He's far away. You're technically your putter, because that's what the Pasuk writes. Somebody shechted on your behalf. That's a machlokas. Rav Nachman says, Hurza, that it would count. And Rav Shesha says it's usher. So the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, Tzadi Beis Beis, asks the following question. Omar Rav Sheshes, Mino Aminola. How do I know, my shita says Rav Sheshes, that in the case of Derech Rechoka, if a person is very far away from the Beis HaMikdash, how do we know? that even if someone brought on behalf of the person who was B'derech Rechoka, that the Korban would not be Hortza. So it says the Gemara, we have a Brisa. Bottom of Tzadi Beis, and Beis, the Tanya, the Brisa writes, Rabbi Akiva Omer, look at the Pasuk itself. The Pasuk reads with both of these Pesukim in mind. It says, I'll just quote from the middle of the Pasuk, um, they're both included in the same pasuk, and the Gemara makes a hekesh in the name of Rabbi Akiva, turning to the top of Tzadi Gimel Matame In regards to a case of Tame, even when there's a suffix, we don't make a korban. There too, by Derech Rechoka, even had it been a suffix, of course you should not do it because that's what the pasuk says. So Sheshes is saying, I got a great Mari Makom, I've got a pasuk in Chumash. There's no reason why the, why someone should bring a korban Pesach for a person who's Buddha there's no reason. You're, you're far away. You're just, you bring Pesach Sheni. You're done for now. That's what the Pasuk indicates. For Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, you who on the previous Amud, on the one third of the way down on Tzadi Beis Amud, Amud Beis said it's mutter to bring that Korban, maybe not mutter, but hurtza, but it would be acceptable. Rav Nachman, how do you explain this Pasuk? Amar Lach, he would say, Rabbi Akiva Latayme. Rabbi Akiva is following a different track of thinking. He follows his own Svara, which is, he holds that in general, that uh, we say, that in certain cases of Tumah, that we would not bring a korban. But I hold that you are allowed to bring a korban in the case of a Tmeisheretz, and therefore we even be lenient here. So therefore your hekish of Tumah doesn't work. Your hekish of Tumah that you made from the Pasuk on the top line of Tzadik Gimel only works if you hold that a Tmeisheretz can be brought. Otherwise, your hekish is a zero, and I hold your hekish is a zero because I hold that you're allowed to bring the tme, the, the tamei sheretz. So that is how Rabbi Rav Sheshes explains his shita and how Rav Nachman would defend himself from the marimakam that Rav Sheshes presents. <coughs> the Gemara <coughs> now presents a tosefta that supports one of the shitas that we saw. <coughs> Here's what the tosefta says. Five lines down, Tzadigim The following people bring the Korban Pesach on Pesach Sheni and not on Pesach Rishon. 
you have both hazavin vehazavos, both genders, male and female, who have a ziva discharge, hamitzorayin vehamitzoros, the lepers, male and female, vinidos, a woman who has her menstrual cycle, uboalinidos, those who have been intimate with a woman who is anida, vehayoltos, a woman who gives birth, hashogigin vehaons, vehaanusin vehamizidin, uh, someone who accidentally didn't give the korban ha'anus and those who couldn't control to not having brought the korban mezid and those did it intentionally and then adds in the tosefta adds in the words from the pasuk all of these cases bring pesach shin men and women alike <clears throat> why then does the brisa does this brisa include tame you already spoke about all the tamein you spoke about a zav and a zava you spoke about a mitzvah and a mitzvah you spoke about anida you spoke about boli you spoke about yoldos you spoke about everybody why did you have to add the word tame says the gemara lama nemar what are you talking about of course we had to include it the iboy the nemad barisho because if this person wanted on their own to have someone bring it on their behalf afalpi they couldn't walk into the room because they're tame but still maybe someone else can bring it nalach is lo shavkinon we don't allow it then says the gemara if that's true if that's what we learned from the word tame that someone who, in theory, <coughs> their tummy, they want to bring the korban. We say lo shavkina, that we don't allow it. Why then does this tosefta include the following? Elin king, lama ne'em mar Must be that derech is not included in the way you just understood tummy. The way you just understood tummy was to say that the reason tummy is included is to say that those who are tummy are not allowed to uh, bring the korban even if they wanted to. What about derech where there's no tuma? So says the Gemara, maybe it's to say, like the Shita of Rav Nachman, a Tosefta that's not quite Mefurash, but it's implied implicitly, like the Shita of Rav Nachman, to say that Hort said that this Korban would be appropriate if it were to be brought by a person who was a Bederech Rechoka. It's not brought by him, he's far out of town. We'll see We'll see in the Mishnah on the next Amud, we'll see how far away he has to be. According to some sheets, it's really not that far, but that is how Rav Nachman has approved from this Tosefta. Asks the Gemara an ancillary question on this Brisa, on this Tosefta. We just saw in this Tosefta that you have a Zav and a Zava, you have a Mitzor and a Mitzoras, male, male and female. So asks the Gemara, really? Are you saying that a woman would be obligated in Pesach Sheni? After all, how can that be about Tanya? The Brisa writes one third of the way down, Sadi Gimel Aleph. You might have thought that the only people who can do Pesach Sheni are the ones that are explicated in the Pasuk. Those who are Tmei Nefesh and those who are B'derch Rechoka. Now, uh, asks the Gemara as follows, asks the Brayse, How do we know to include a Zav and a Mitzorah and a Boalinidos? Who's excluded from this list? Females. There's no Zava. There's no Zavos, I should say. There's no Mitzoraos in this list. And there's no Nidos in this list, just the men. So then says the Gemara, it's implied from there, Tamalomar Ish Ish, we answer that we know that a Zav Mitzora and a Boli Nidos are included in Pesach Sheni from the Pasuk of Ish Ish. But what's implied from this Brisa, what's missing, clearly missing, is women. So you wanted to tell me in the in the Tosefta on six, seven lines down that women are included in Pesach Sheni. Yet this Brisa, it's a clear omission. It's only the males and not the females. Lokasha says the Gemara, Harab Yossi, Harab Shimon. This goes back to Machlokas that we saw the other day about whether or not women are included in Pesach Sheni. Rabbi Yossi was of the opinion that absolutely they are. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon were not of the opinion. So that's not really a machlokas, just different sheets in the Tanoim. Tanu Rabbanan, the rabbis taught us a brisa. This Gemara, almost halfway down, said Gimelam is going to focus on the, um, the nature of Pesach Sheni. Do we say that Pesach Sheni is a Chag Bifne Atzmo? Or is Pesach Sheni just a Tashlumen? This is a three-way machlokas Tanoim. Let's jump in. Tanu Rabbanan. The rabbis have taught us, this is a Tosefta and Parakhas here, 
uh, one parak ago, but in our Tosef to hear him sachem. Tanu Rabban and the rabbis taught Chayev Kares Al Harishon, Chayev Kares Al Hasheni. Dear Rabbi, wow, you can be Chayev Kares on both Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni. We'll get into the, into why he holds this way momentarily. Reb Nosson, I'm Chayev Kares Al Harishon. Upater Al Hasheni. Reb Nosson says, no, you are Chayev Kares on Yodalad Nisan, but if you have to do Pesach Sheni, no, you'll be Pater on Pesach Sheni for Al Kares. Rabbi Chananya ben Akavia Omer Af al pi sorry Af al Harishon eno chayv karis elin kain lo asas asheni you can't even possibly be chayv on the Rishon unless you fail on Pesach sheni the Azul letaimai who in each of them hold their own reasons the Tanya the Brisa writes Gershon is gayer ben shnei psachim v'chein kat and sheigdil ben shnei psachim a case we saw yesterday in Tosvos if you have a ger that converts between Yudal and Nisan and Yudal and Er or you have a child who becomes bar mitzvah between Yudal and Nisan and Yudal and Er. Chayav Lasos Pesach Sheni Dibe Rebbe. Rebbe says that person's Chayav on Pesach Sheni. Unbelievable. Rebbe Nassan argues, Rebbe Nassan Omer, no, Kol Shazakuk Larishon Zakuk Sheni. Only if you had a halachic connection to the Rishon Pesach Rishon, that's when you need to bring a, uh, a Pesach Sheni if you missed it. But Kol Shein Zakuk Larishon and Zakuk Lasheni. But my can be like, what are they arguing about in this Brisa? Where we say that the Gershon Isgayer is either Chayav or not Chayav. The Katan Shehigdal is either Chayv or not Chayv, says the Gemara, but my Kamiflage, we're about 10 lines from the bottom of Sadi Gimel, and Aleph answers the Gemara. Rebbe Savar, Sheni, Regil Bifnei Atzmohu, unbelievable that Pesach Sheni is its own holiday. It has its own halachic status, and therefore, the Katan Shehigdal, the Gershis Geyer, on Rosh Chodesh Iyar, I, what about Pesach Rishon? Different holiday, different holiday. Now you're a Jew, now you're a Gadol, comes Yudal at ER, got to bring the new Korban. And if you don't, potentially it could be Chayv Kares. That's a sheet of Rebbe that Savar, he holds Sheni, Pesach Sheni is regular with Nazim. Rebbe, Rebbe Nasan Savar, the opposite. No, Sheni is Pasha Tashlum and Derishon. He holds that Sheni is just, you're replacing, it's like a Shmon Esrei that you miss. You have to daven two minchas if you forget your shachras. Tashlum and Derishon, Tikuni, the Rishon, Lamaskane, but technically you can't repair what you've missed. Technically you could still be Chayv Kares on the first and not the second, which was Rebbe Nasan, as we saw. A couple of lines ago. And the third shita, Reb Chananya ben Akavya Savar, Sheni Takanta Derishon. Really, yes, Pesach Sheni is a corrective measure. And if you bring the Korban Pesach on Pesach Sheni, it can undo the damage of a Karis on the Rishon. So this is shita number three. All three of them learn from the same Pasuk. I'm going to read the whole Pasuk now because we're going to see chunks of it and we need to recognize that it's all part of one Pasuk. Here's how the Pasuk reads. Pasuk by Midbar, Perak Tes, Halach, um, uh, it's Perak Tes, Pasuk Yud Gimel. The, the Pasuk reads, If there's a man who is Tahor, he's not impure, he's a totally ready to go, but he's far away. I'm sorry, he was not far away. And he does not bring a Korban Pesach. That person gets Karis. We're going to be working on what the word Ki means. Uh, is it or? Is it and? It's, we know that sometimes the word Ki has different functions in Hebrew. He'll have to carry his Avera. Let's get into what this Pasuk means. Let's get started. He was Tahar and he wasn't traveling. Rebbe Savar, that is the Lo'abad Berishon. That part of the Pasuk is talking about Pesach Rishon. And the rest of the Pasuk, Inami, Korban Hashem, Lohikrib, Adobesheni, says that part of the Pasuk, the, the part of the Pasuk that says Korban Hashem, Lohikrib, that's talking about Pesach Sheni. And how do you know that there's an Isser Kares here? 
How do you know that we're talking about Karis Bichlal? Says the Gemara, Kasavar, because we have a halacha called Megadev, and we also have a, mar- a halacha called Mevarech Hashem, which is Lashon Saginahar, it's Lashon Naki. doesn't mean you're giving a bracha to Hashem Rachman al It means the opposite of, of giving a, 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 a curse to a Kaddish Baruch Rachman al So there's a machlokes, it's Megadev, machlokes, and uh, I think it's in Masechus Christus. Do we say that the Isra of Megadev is the same as Birkas Hashem, as cursing a Kaddish Baruch Rachman al Or do we say, no, Megadev is Avodazar? So here, Kasava, Rebbe was of the opinion that Megadev is Hainu Mavarach Hashem, that it's the same Isser. Uchsib Mavarach Es Hashem, Benosachet O. Over there by Mavarach Es Hashem, we see the language of Benosachet O. We have a Gzera Shava. Haichet O Dehacha, Mechet O Dehasam. We learn our din over here by the world of Korban Pesach from the world over there of Mevarech Hashem. That is how Rebbe learns the Psukim. How does Rav Nassan learn the Psukim? Four lines down top of Tzadik Gimel Amad Beis. Rav Nassan says as follows, Rav Nassan Savar. Let's go back, same Pasuk, same Pasuk as before, different pieces of that Pasuk. If a person doesn't do the Korban Pesach, they get Kares. And dahai ki, and when the pasuk uses the word ki in this case, it's lashon daha. It's because lashon dahahu. It's a language of because. Daha because why are you chayiv karis? Because korban Hashem lo hikri rishon. Whereas Rebbe learned that part of the pasuk to say it's pesach sheni. No, the word ki means because. Why are you getting karis? Because you didn't bring a korban pesach. It's not why are you getting karis on Rishon? And also, by the way, you get Korban, you get a karis on, on Pesach Sheni, like Rebbe said. No, it's all talking about one thing. I, what does uh, Reb Nassim do with the rest of the Pasuk? What does Reb Nassim do with the Pasuk? So he has a little bit of a different drasha. Kasavar, he holds, He doesn't learn the Gzair Shava the way, he did on, we, the way we did on top of the page, because Megadev and Mevarech Hashem are not the same. So you can't say that both of them have the same din of Kares. So our Gzair Shava is now flipped we reverse it, that we apply our din of kares from our Pasuk and we give it over to, to Birka Sashem. How does that Gzair Shava look? So it says the Gemara, so instead of learning from there to here, we learn from here to there. And that is how he understands our Pasuk. Everything is talking about Pesach Rishon. He learns the Pasuk still differently. When are you going to be chayiv? If, not because, like we saw with Rav Nassim, but if the Korban Hashem is not brought on Pesach Sheni. So we see an interdependency between the Sheni and the Rishon. That if by Pesach Sheni you don't bring it, then okay, then that's a problem. But if you do bring a Korban Pesach by Pesach Sheni, you will not have Karis because of Pesach Rishon. How does he learn? He holds like Rav Nassim. He learns that we, we extrapolate from we have a Gzera Sheva from our case of Pesach, where there's Kares, and bring it over to the case of Birkas Hashem, Kedah Amran, like we saw by Rav Now the Gemara does something which is fantastic, and it gives us a summary of what we've learned of all three of these Shitas. And the Gemara does so um, rather beautifully, not that it needs any Haskama. Tzadi Gemal Amad is about a third of the way down. Hilkach, therefore, here is a summary of what we learned. Hizid Bazeu Vazeh Dibri if you're negligent by Pesach Rishon, Bazeh, Uvazeh, and by Pesach Sheni, everyone agrees you're Chayv Kares. Shagag, Bazeh, Uvazeh, Dibriakol Pater. Everyone agrees as well that if you were Rishogig by Pesach Rishon and Shogig by Pesach Sheni, the Allah is your Pater from Kares. Everyone agrees. Where is there a Machlokas in the following two cases? What about Hizi Berishon, Vishagag, Besheni? What if you were amazed on Rishon, on Pesach Rishon? But Pesach Sheni was just a Shogig, you forgot what day it was, whatever the details are of the Shagagah. 
There, the Rebbe, uh, the Rebbe Nasan Mechaive, the Rebbe Chananya, Ben Akavya Patra, there we'd have a machlokis where Rebbe and Rebbe Nasan would say, Yerchaiv Karis, in that case, the Shogig by Sheni doesn't help. And because they held it its, uh, its own holiday. The Rav Hananya, who says that it's pure Tashlum and the, that Pesach Sheni can compensate for your errors of Pesach Rishon, Hananya uh, ben Akavi Amr would say that even though you were amazed in the Rishon, but because you ended up getting it done, so the halacha is you are Pater because you weren't hazied in both. What about another case right before the Mishnah, three lines before the Mishnah, Shagag Rishon Behazid Besheni? What if that you forgot on your Dalad Nisan? That was your Shagaga. And then on Pesach Sheni, you were hazied there, Le Rebbe Chayev, because again, he still holds that they're two separate holidays. And the Rav Nasan, the Rav Hananya ben Akavya, Pater, he would say, your Pater, in those cases, that summarizes these three Shitas. Uh, fundamentally, the Chakir that we need to remember is that as it relates to Pesach Sheni, there is a sheet of Rebbe that holds that Pesach Sheni is a Pesach, is a Chag Bifnei Atzmo. It is its own holiday. No different than how we look at Shmini Atzeres relative to Sukkot. It's its own holiday. It's totally different, different parts of the Pesach. It references different halachic responsibilities. That brings us to the Mishnah of Tzadi Gimel Amad Beis, and this is going to take us all the way to the bottom of the Yamad of Tzadi Dal Amad Aleph, as we first learn a halachic piece of how we define Rechoka. We said that if a person is B'derech Rechoka, what does Derech Rechoka mean? How far do you have to be to be considered on the road? By the way, what if you're a car drive out? Is, is that if you can get there faster? What if you can take a helicopter? What if you can parachute in? Like what? Are, so we're going to discuss, not those iterations, but the concept of those iterations of how uh, maybe we can speed up the process and we'll see that uh, we don't, it doesn't work that way. Let's start with the Mishnah. Halfway down, the Mishnah writes, The Torah tells us that if a person is uh, the Pasuk reads, um, Oh, sorry, that's not the right Pasuk, where the Pasuk says, uh, Oh, if a person is far away, what's considered far away, such that you're exempt from Pesach Rishon? How far away do you have to be? So says the Gemara, math. It's a very simple math number. As if you were from Modi'in, similar, I presume, in the location of today's Modi'in, plus or minus. The Mephorshim here are a little confused. Is it from Modi'in to the city limits of Yerushalayim proper? Is it city limits to the Hare Yehuda? Is it city limits to the, to the Mizbeach? How do you measure because from the outer limits, from the outskirts of the city to the center where the Mizbeach is, it's, let's call it many milen, however far it is, it's a significant distance. Okay, fine. So that we'll see in the Gemara some more details here. Rabbi, El Rabbi Eliezer Omer with tremendous musr, even if you're standing right outside the Azara, you're considered derech rechoka. So some of the Mephorshim say, you're standing one foot out of the Mizbech. You couldn't walk in to bring uh, the Korban Pesach. You shake it. Go inside. Now you're standing outside one foot. You're on a Derech Rechoka. You're far away from a Kodesh Baruch. I'll that you're one foot away, but it's a Chutzpah. It's a Chutzpah. You're standing one foot away. Go do it already. You're not doing it. You're B'Derech Rechoka. Al Derech Drush. And halachically, but not actually in distance. It's not a very far walk. Omar Le Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, I have a raya from you from the Torah, Lefichach, therefore, Nikod al hey the word Rechoka in the Torah has a dot above the hey. Why? Lomar, la, Lomar, Lomipnesha Rachok Vada, it's not because you're so far away, you're standing right outside the curve, you're standing right outside the Azara, but you just haven't gone in yet, and that is not respectful, and you are considered B'derek Rechoka. The Gemara opens Omar Ula. He explains how far is Modin from Yerushalayim. Amar Ula min ha-Modin Yerushalayim chamisha asar mil and havya. It's 15 mil. Big, big, big machlokes ha-poskim. Is it an 18-minute walk? Is it 22 and a half minutes? Is it 24 minutes? A famous machlokes. We saw this din in the Gemara. I can't think it's here. 
about how far you have to walk in front of you for Natila Siadam. He said four mil, but going behind you only one mil for Maya Machronim, all these different to you and fine. So that we're talking about this amount, it's approximately an 18 minute walk. It is less than a mile, as we'll see on the on Sadi Dal Ramadal. Says the Gemara, Savar la, he must hold, Ula must hold, Kihada Amar Rabba Barbarchana Amar of Yochanan, Kama Mahalechadim Bayom. How far can a person walk during a particular day? Says the Gemara, Asara Parsaos. The unit of a parsa is four mil. So Asara Parsaos is 40 mil. That's very helpful for the next line because I didn't know that when I was preparing and I found out the hard way. So what's 40, 40 mil? From the time the sun is 72 minutes before breaking the horizon until it breaks the horizon, and a person can walk uh, five mil. And as well, a beautiful raya for 72 minutes for Rabbeinu Tam. If you want to say that Amod Shachar until Neitzacham is 72 minutes and it's 5 mil, same should be true here. We assume they can walk the same distance. This is a beautiful raya for the sheet of Rabbeinu Tam, that it's the same exact amount of time from the first sign of light in the morning until sunrise as it is from sunset until complete darkness. If it's 40, if we started with 40, and you can walk five before sunrise and five after sunrise before dark, that's 10. So 40 minus the five in the morning and five at night, 40 minus 10 is 30. Pasha Lutzlasen. And remember, the Korban Pesach has to be brought by, uh, after Chatzos Hayom. Chamesar Mitzafar Lepagodiyoma. You could walk 15 mil from the morning until halfway to the day. Chamesar Mitzafar Lepagodiyoma. And Ula the Taime, Ula is uh, of course supportive of this. Amar Ula, At the earliest time, it's by Chatzos Hayom. So that's why the Gemara says this makes perfect sense that he says Chamesar, that he says it's 15, because 15 takes you 15 uh, from Neitz uh, Achama until Chatzos Hayom is how long it will take to get to Yerushalayim. Omar Mar. Mar says, hang on one second. And how do we know that it's five mil? From, uh, how do we know that it takes that long to walk five mil from Alosa Shachar from Neitzachama from the time that we first see lights in the sky until the time that we get to Neitzachama until the time the sun breaks the horizon? Because of the story by Lot, but the Malachim hurried. The sun broke over the horizon. Look, listen to this. This is not a theoretical psaac. He was there. I saw, could you imagine, he knew exactly where Lot walked. Exactly. They knew exactly where things were. So he knew exactly where it was. And I measured it. I took my yardstick and I walked five mil. I know exactly how long it was. That's how we know how long it took from Alosa Shachar until Neitzachama. So it says the Gemara Gufa. Let's uh, analyze a little bit. We're about uh, 10 lines or so from the bottom of Sadi Gimel on the base. It says Gemara Gufa, Amar Ula, Eizah, Hidarech Rechoka. We said, Kol Shein Yachol, Dikanis B'Shah Shechita. Ula says, Hidarech Rechoka is if you can't get there in time for Shechita, which we said was Chatzos Hayim, but Rabbi Yehuda argues. Rabbi Yehuda, Amar, no. Kol Shein Yachol, Dikanis B'Shah Achila, which is a way later time. Shas Achila, that's nighttime already. That's Mamash the whole day. Hidarech Rechoka, it's such a further walk. So that's already uh, difficult to say. I don't know how that works in the Mishnah. The Mishnah doesn't have such a shita. How does Rabbi Yehuda go out on such a limb to say, It's only 15 mil, but 15 mil is only until Chatzos Hayom. How can Rabbi Yehuda say, difficult, difficult sheets in the Gemara? 
Rabbah says to Ula, I have a double question for you. I have a question on you, and I have a question on Rabbi Huda. Why wasn't he asking on Rabbi Huda? Because Rabbi Huda probably wasn't alive anymore. Rabbah was a third century Amora, as was Ula, and Rabbi Huda was a second century Amora, the Talmud of Rabbi and Shmuel. They were not even colleagues. They were not living at the same time necessarily. I don't know that Rabbi Huda was dead, but they were not probably talking at the same time. That's why Ula was the recipient of the questions for both him and Rabbi Huda. So Rabbah, who's third century, asked Ula, who's third century, about Ula and Rabbi Huda says the Gemara. What are the questions that Rabbi has against Ula and against Rabbi Huda? The question against Ula is as follows. The Amris, you Ula said as follows. You said anyone who's not able to enter during Shashrita. Aye, but you just said a couple of blad ago. But that we, we know a Tamei Sheretz can't walk in the Mikdash, but you said, but you said that this guy who's not allowed to enter into the Mikdash, you can do a Korban for him, and Hurtz, it's going to count. So how can you, it's a steer of you can't say that the guy can't enter Shita, but at the same time, you're, uh, you agree that a Tamei Sheretz can have a representative Shecht for him. And Ula Rabbi Huda Kash, we have a Kash against him as well. What does he hold? Rabbi Huda was of the opinion, three lines from the bottom on Sadi Gimel, he said that what's the upper limit at what is considered Rechoka? What's considered Rechoka is if you can't make it to the, uh, make it to the party, make it to the Chabur by the time the Achila is over. That's the whole night. But it's Meisheretz, which you are allowed to bring in Bishas Achila. There you have another stira. You said that the Meisheretz can't even enter, but you, but you, but you said ain't Shochtim Vizorkin out Meisheretz. You have another contradiction. So Amar Lei Ula says back to Rabba Lo Ledidi Kasha Velo Rabbi Yehuda Kasha. You don't have a question on me, and you also don't have a question on Rabbi Yehuda. Ledidi Lo Kasha. Why is it not a problem for me? Bottom line, bottom line on Sadegim Lama Beis. It's not a question because Zeruch Chokah the Tahor the when it was talking about Derek Chachok, it was talking about a Tahor person. You're asking me from a case of a Tamei Sheretz. We're not talking about a Tamei. Says Gemara, that's not what we're talking about. You're, you got a mixed bag there. You can't ask me from an apple to an orange. I'm talking about a Derek Chachok, which is about a Tahor. You're asking me from a case of Tamei. They're not trying to one another. Your question falls apart. Top of study. The Gemara says, also lokasha. Why? Because Tamei Sheretz, that's Mama Shapasik in the Torah. That's because the case, uh, you can't ask from the case of Tmei Sharetz because that's Xeris HaKasuf. There the Torah simply writes what the din is, logical, not logical, you don't have a choice. The fact is that a Tmei Sharetz is excluded. So the question against Rabbi Yehuda also fell away. Tanurah the rabbi taught us in a brisa. Let's say you're farther out than the 15, um, than the 15 mil, you're a far walk away, you're 20 mil away, you're 100 mil away, but you can go with an animal that will gallop and it'll get you there super quick. So how does that work? You might have thought that you were going to be chayv in Pesach Rishon. So how does that work? What if I can drive in? What if I can fly in? What if I can run? So how do we assess Rechoka? Is Rechoka relative to your stride? I was walking with one of my kids home on Friday night. He walks faster than I do. I like walking slower. He's walking 100 feet ahead of me. So by him, he's going to be chayv on the Korban Pesach because he can walk the 15 mil faster than me. What are we measuring? Everyone has a different, it's totally a different gait. So it says, no, you would not be chayv. This person is taka on a derech rechoka. He's going to be exempt. He's physically a derech rechoka. It's not relative to that person. It's not relative to his mode of transportation. He's bederech rechoka objectively. 15 mil, modian and further, you are exempt from Pesach Rishon. Let's say there's traffic. You're within 15. 
but you're having a hard time getting there. There's there's donkeys and, and horses and cars and cattle in front. You what are you gonna do? You can't get there. You might have thought yachalo yehichayv. You would have thought and your putter because there's traffic. Nope. Start walking or prepare a little bit better. Get there early. Put the tent outside of Best Buy. Do whatever you have to do. You have to bring the Korban Pesach. If you're within 15 mil, you're obligated to bring a Korban Pesach. So says the Gemara, Omar, uh, says Gemara, This person was not Bederach He was within the Modin. He was within the 15 mil. Therefore, he'd be chayev. We're now entering the world of astrology that I don't understand. But I'll share with you what I think I maybe understood. Omar Rava. Rava says, Shisa alfe parse hava alma. The um, circumference of the earth that we see from sunrise to sunset, from all the way to the east to all the way to the west, is 6,000 parsa. If you take 6,000 parsa and you break it up into mil, it is going to be some 24,000 mil. It might be that this is referring to the circumference of the earth. It's actually somewhat close to the circumference of the earth because the circumference of the earth is 24,000 miles, approximately 40,000 kilometers. This number comes out in calculation, according to some shitas, close to 20,000 miles. It's actually a pretty close approximation for what they knew. Some of the Rishonim held the earth was flat. Certainly the Amorite may not have known, but all they knew is that the sun appeared to come up and then the sun appeared to go down. So however they viewed the world, they thought it was 6,000 parsa, which is 24,000 mil, which is approximately uh, 20,000 miles, close to the circumference of the earth. Okay, so Vesumcha uh, Derakia, that's the right to left. That's from horizon to horizon. Vesumcha Derakia, the depth of the sun fall, the height of the earth to the uh, going upwards to the end of the atmosphere is alpha parse, it's one sixth of the right to left. So if you have an X axis and a Y axis, so in the X, right to left, sun comes up, sun goes down 6,000, and the height going upwards to the point that they were measuring was 1,000 to one to six ratio. Chada Gemara, the first thing that we learned is a Gemara, it's a tradition, and one of them is a mathematical, logical conclusion. And here's how we figured out the math of, uh, of the Rakia being one-sixth, one-sixth uh, one, uh, one of the, of the uh, right to left, of the horizon to horizon. How does the math work? And that's why, of course, the Gemara is coming, which is what we were just talking about. How do we measure that which a person can walk in a day? So Yud Parsos, we said that it's 10 Parsa. Remember, we said every Parsa is four mil. So we're talking about 40 mil. That's how far a person can walk in a day. As well, this we said earlier, same exact thing we saw on the, on the previous page. So you've got five mil uh, as the sun goes up to its height. And then the sun coasts across the sky and then five mil back down uh, to, to go below the horizon. Nimtza, ovio shel rakia, echad mi shisha biyom. The height is five because we're saying the sun from uh, the sun takes five mil to go up. And then five mil once it's below the horizon to go down. And five is one sixth of 30. So the assumption was that the height, the climb of the sun was 1000 parsa. We know the math on that doesn't work now because it's billions of miles away. That's partial that we know. Even from Mars, they have this whole thing going on on Mars. They dropped a robot there. It takes 11 minutes for the communication to shoot back to us. And we're talking at solar speeds. It's unbelievable gaps. So again, it's very, uh, one of them, unfortunately, explained that this Gemara is one of the, uh, uh, one of the more difficult Gemaras to understand because the, the, the numbers are very hard to fathom in regards to modern science. But anyways, that's equation number one, a one to six ratio. Uh, because it takes five, uh, five mil to get from Alos HaShachar 
to Netzachama, and it takes five mil to get from Shkia to Tzesakochavim, that five to 30 ratio is 30 is what they can walk between uh, Netzachama and Shkia, that's a one to six ratio. Meisibay, the Gemara asks the question almost halfway down. We'll see that this ratio isn't totally exact, it's a little bit less, but approximately one to 10 of how much they can walk in a day. How so? Let's see. Because Teda, Still the same as Sir Parsos. Rabbi Huda was of the opinion in a, in a brisa. Rabbi Huda, this is the Tana because it's a it's a brisa. That the same you could walk forty mil in a day. Ten Parsos, forty mil. Here's where the disagreement was between Rabbi Huda and the previous uh, quote of Rava, and this is going to be a kasha on Rava. It, uh, he says you can't walk five mil from Alosa Shachar to Amar Shachar. You can only walk four mil. And as well, and as well, you can only uh, walk four mil from the time uh, of Shkia Sacham until it gets fully dark out. So if you started with 40 and you deduct four from the morning and four from the night, you're left with 32. And that is Nimtes Ovio Shel Rakia Echad Me Asara Biyom. The number is above 30. And it's close, it's not 40, but it's above 30. So the Gemara approximates four to 40, even though it's really four to 32, it's technically one eighth. But the Gemara just kind of ballparks and call it, calls it one tenth. Tiyufta de Rava, Tiyufta de Ula, Tiyufta, uh, sorry, Tiyufta de Rava, Tiyufta. This is a strong kasha against Rava, who said that it is one sixth, um, that the height uh, from the ground upwards is one sixth. And uh, maybe the Gemara says de Ula, uh, Tiyufta as well. It's a, it's a problem for his sheet, as we saw in the Amid Aleph, because he said the same thing. He said that it's going to be only 30 mil of walking time during the day, whereas the Brisa says it's 32 mil walking during the day, so that doesn't work for me. But maybe it's happened to Tuv to the Rav Yochanan. Rav Yochanan was also quoted on Sadi Gimel Amid Beis. He had a shita there too. Maybe it's a problem for him too. Amar Lach, he said no. I'm just talking about how many there are during the day. 40. I wasn't telling you how many you could walk during during the during dusk and how much you can during Ben Ashmashos. I wasn't talking about Rava and Rav Yochanan says the other Amorim, they're the ones that are on. How could Rav Yochanan say that? Rava lived three centuries after him. It just means the other Rabbanan who held that way, they were the ones who made an error, but he did not make that error. Maybe Rav Hanina, who counted the five mil. Remember we said in the previous blood, we said that Rav Yochanan, that Rav Hanina measured it himself. He walked the walk of Lot and he said it was five mil. That should be a great argument. He literally measured it. So how can you tell me from the Brisa that you can only walk four mil from Alosa Shachar to Amara Shachar? Hare the Pasuk is Mashma, what happened? And Rav Hanina measured by himself and it was five mil and not four mil. Good, good question, says the Gemara with two thirds of the way down. They were hurrying, they were running quickly. Two more quick Brisas and then we will stop. Toshma. Toshma, the Brisa writes this is quoted in Masechah Sinus Mitzrayim. A huge portion of land. It was 400 parsa by 400 parsa. Mitzrayim was very small. And Kush was 24,000 by 24,000 parsa. And Kush was whatever the math is 120 plus 24, 144,000 square, square parsa. It's huge. The olam in the world is echad mishishim began. Keep doing the math. I'm done doing the math. 720 some odd thousand square, whatever. That's how big the gan was. And we pointed out in Maseches, uh, I want to say brachos, that gan and Aden were not the same place. So here as well, the gan echad mishishim be'eden. Now you're talking 4.2 million square parcels. By, it's a huge, uh, huge property. The Aden, 
These numbers are astronomical. Uh, they're still so large. That's 24 million square parcels. The whole world that we know of is basically like a covering on the pot. This is a problem for all the previous shitas. You're saying the whole world is X number of parcels. It's tiny. It's a little nothing. It's not any of these types of parcels. It's a little drop in the bucket. And then as well, that that's a problem for Rava because Rava gave a very specific share. Tashma, two lines before the, the Gemara gets wide again. Tashma, the Tana de Be'eliyah, we learn it from Tana de Be'eliyah. The whole world sits under one star. Maybe he's talking about the sun. Teda, you should know. Go look up at a star. You walk all the way to the east, guess what? You're standing under the same exact star. Whatever direction you walk in, you're standing under the same exact star. You cannot walk away from a star. That's not possible. You want to say there's such a small measure of a thousand parts of six thousand parts? Forget it. The whole world sits under one star, Rava, and that is a kasha on him as well. We will stop right here at Tashma, six lines, five lines from the bottom on Sadi Dalar Aleph. As fair warning, uh, the way it looks right now, I will not be here for Shabbos. If I'm not going to be here for Shabbos, we'll do Dafyomi Motze Shabbos 840 uh, via Zoom. And uh, if anything changes, I'll let you know. But that currently is the plan. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Welcome to you. Night.